The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, Lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written... Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So one night this past week, I was lying in bed, and this thought came to me. What if I died in my sleep that night? I know that's not the most upbeat way to begin a homily <laughs> on Gaudete Sunday. But I thought immediately of all the things that I wouldn't finish, all the stuff that I began that won't get done, at least by me. There was a basket of laundry in my bedroom that needed to be folded. It is still there. My office is a mess. I had letters yet to write, thank you notes to send, relationships to mend. But as I was thinking about that, I started going down deeper and deeper into the proverbial rabbit hole and then started to question more things. Did I make the right choices in life with my vocation, my career, my ministries? 
And then it went even deeper. What will happen after death? Who will I see? Will I see anyone? Will I see God? You know, I don't think I'm unique in having those kind of ponderings. I think they're more common than we realize, especially when people are confronted with death and their own death in an imminent way. It just seems that suddenly we get suspended in this sea of skepticism and second-guessing. It can really be quite, quite powerful, the way it influences and impacts us. You know, John the Baptist began his career with some very strong convictions. He had a great sense of who he was and what he was to do, what he was proclaiming. When you think about it, a person like that had to have had those kind of convictions because anyone who's living in the desert, eating grasshoppers, dressing like a crazy man, excoriating religious leaders, castigating them for their hypocrisy. Anyone who's going to do that has very strong convictions. And there was a price to pay for those. He was imprisoned. And in prison, he came face to face with the probability of his death, which in turn opened the door for doubt and skepticism. And suddenly he wondered if his career had been accurate. Because remember, there was that occasion when he pointed to Jesus and proclaimed him as the Lamb of God who was coming to take away the sins of the world. And now he was thinking, did I point out the right person? Could I have made a mistake? Maybe that isn't the Messiah, and I thought it was. So apparently he doesn't want to die with that kind of uncertainty on his mind. So he sends his disciples to ask Jesus quite directly if he got it right. Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Have I wasted my time, my career, or was I on target? And you notice the answer Jesus gave is not direct at all. He tells the disciples of John to go back and relate the signs that they have seen. The deaf hear, the blind speak, see, the lame walk. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. These are all glimpses of Jesus' identity, glimpses of glory. They are all the things that the prophets, like Isaiah, talked about. They were the things that would happen when the Messiah would come. So those are the things they should look at and then figure the rest out for themselves. I suspect that in our moments of doubt, in those experiences that we have when we start to question and second-guess ourselves, that's what we're going to get to glimpses, little signs of God's presence, of God's affirmation. And what that invites us to do is to learn to live with mystery, 
because faith is not an assurance of certitude. If it was, it wouldn't be faith. But there are those expressions that God sends that punctuate our lives and permeate our reality that assure us we're in the right direction. Some of those signs, or what I call glimpses of glory, are in our relationships with other, other people. We experience some of those when we gather for the liturgy. And we experience others in things like beauty, music, and art, which is the perfect segue to introduce to you Sister Gina Weissel. Sister will be directing our mission tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 7 o'clock in the evening. And I will let her introduce herself to you more fully. She's a Benedictine sister from Indiana, and she's graciously come to share her artistic skills and talents and rich theological understanding with us these next three days. Well, thank you, Father. <clears throat> it's good to be with you. Uh, <clears throat> as you said, I'm Sister Gina Weissel. I'm coming from the Benedictine Sisters of Monastery Immaculate Conception in Ferdinand, Indiana. That's way down south. Um, I work at St. Minard Seminary and School of Theology. But really, it's kind of like coming home. I grew up west of Rockford, and so it's been uh, a great treat to come back to this part of the state. Um, <clears throat> so our hope for the next couple days is to look at the way of beauty as a path to deepening our connection with God, uh, I think we have lots of kind of darkness as, the, as we head toward the, the shortest day of the year, and yet we have this beautiful Advent season to invite us to look for those glimpses of God's light in the darkness and to start to see those things that will help us connect more deeply with God. So the hope is on Monday, tomorrow night, we'll look at just what is beauty and how does it connect us with what is good and what is true and how does that give us hope. Um, Tuesday, we'll look a little bit more at different kinds of sacred art and how we can pray with those in different ways. And then Wednesday, we'll go a little bit more deeply into iconography. I've been an icon painter and write about icons as well and, and teach how to do that. So we'll look at some different icons uh, that help us to pray as we, as we head toward Christmas. So I think I'm also joining you for lessons and carols tonight, um, so I hope you can come for that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to being with you. So, thank you. In watching some of the YouTubes that feature Sister, I learned that she began playing the violin when she was five years old, and then went into opera or looked at it, singing. Uh, I'm told she sings exquisitely the, the music of a Benedictine abbess, St. Hildegard, and we'll hear her sing one of her antiphons this afternoon. So um, it's a special blessing to have someone of that talent with us this, this week. Now I invite our catechumen and candidate 
to come forward.